Section 5 of The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lawrence Trask, Mount Vernon, Ohio. InterfaceAudio.com. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 4. Edited by Francis Rolt Wheeler. Chemistry, Chapter 5, The Iatrochemical Period, Part 1. Up to this time, traditional belief had dominated every branch of science and scientific inquiry had been pursued almost solely in the cloister. But now the great universities of Oxford, Heidelberg, and others in France and Italy were beginning to make their influence felt, and the sciences found a foothold in these institutions. Then, too, these seats of learning favored the free exchange of thought, and the introduction of the art of printing resulted in the quick and wide dissemination of ideas. Consequently, the capacity for reflection and criticism spread, and the boundaries of human knowledge were enlarged. A further aid to the development of the natural sciences was supplied by certain modern eclectic philosophers who perceived the defects and errors of ancient lore and philosophy and burst the enclosure of authority by attempting innovations in philosophy the inductive method was found to be of especial value in combating and controverting medieval belief and by its means the experimental sciences came into existence it was believed that chemistry should serve the interests of medicine and therefore there was a strong tendency toward a concatenation of the two. Medicine was, to a certain extent, regarded as a division of applied chemistry, and then it began to be viewed as the true end of chemistry. The chemist was to discover, prepare, and investigate medicines, duties which resulted in the carrying out of many careful researches, and in the discovery of new compounds, while the physician was to study their action on the human economy. This fusion resulted in the birth of organic chemistry, and the application of men belonging to a learned profession to the problems offered by chemical phenomena, enriched both medicine and chemistry. This increase in knowledge gradually led to definite ideas, and the iatrochemical period thus formed a period of extension for chemistry. In the first half of the 16th century, a Suebian physician, Philippus Aurelius Paracelsus Theophrastus Bombastus von Hohenheim, better known as Paracelsus, a name which has always carried with it a mysterious suggestion of power, liberated chemistry from the yoke of alchemy and joined it with medicine. He accomplished this during a period of ecclesiastical and national reformation, when Luther and Calvin were combating against superstition when Copernicus was remodeling astronomy, and the changes he wrought through his originality of thought and teaching, and freedom and vigor of expression, well entitled him to the appellation some have seen fit to give him, the Luther of medicine. Paracelsus was born at Einsiedeln, Switzerland, on November 10, 1493. His father was a physician, and Paracelsus received his first introduction in medicine from him, and at the age of sixteen he entered the University of Basel, where he studied for a short time. 
so desirous was he of penetrating into the mysteries of nature however that he neglected books and took prolonged journeys through most of the known countries of the world where he had many romantic and hazardous experiences but nevertheless sought to glean every scrap of knowledge obtainable from literary and learned men mechanics metallurgical workers occults and everyone with whom he came in contact he returned to switzerland about fifteen twenty five and was recommended by osiolampadius to the chair of physics at basel he commenced his career at this institution by publicly burning the works of avicenna and galen and at once began his fight against the old medical school he was forced to leave basel however in fifteen twenty seven after a quarrel with the municipal council and withdrew into alsace whither his fame in medicine followed him about fifteen thirty he returned to switzerland and from this time he seems to have roved restlessly in germany and austria until at last in the year fifteen forty one he died in the hospital of st sebastian in salzburg in the tyrol the character and ability of paracelsus have been rated high by some and extolled and abused by others even his disciples one writer says of him he lived like a pig looked like a drover found his greatest enjoyment in the company of the most dissolute and lowest rabble and throughout his glorious life he was generally drunk it is true that his life offered a strong contrast to his mentality but he was a man of noble character and intentions a christian humanist and ambulatory theosophist who hoped to inspire mankind with a love of conscientiousness and veracity and to restore the suffering to health paracelsus was active as a teacher physician and writer and over a hundred books have been attributed to him these works cover many subjects chemistry medicine astrology botany etc but it has lately been shown that much of the subject matter was not really his the chemical knowledge and medical views of paracelsus are best seen in the following works de tinctura physicarum archidoxa peregranum paramirum de morbis ex tartaro oriundus and gross wonderasnae two other of his well-known works are das gulden fluss and testamentum theophrasti paracelsi an excellent collection of various editions of the works of paracelsus together with many commentaries and translations is now preserved in the homeopathic medical college of philadelphia paracelsus taught that the object of chemistry is not to make gold but to prepare medicines and he considered that the operations which occur in the human body are chemical ones and that the state of health is dependent upon the composition of the organs and juices they secrete medicine paracelsus asserted rests upon four pillars chemistry philosophy astronomy and virtue organic bodies were composed of mercury sulphur and salt which corresponded to the physical phenomena of volatization combustibility and solidification but which were related in a higher sense to spirit soul and body and the increase and decrease of these principles from their normal amount caused illnesses for example he states that an increase of mercury produces paralysis that an increase of salt gives rise to diarrhea and that gout 
results from the elimination of the sulphur of the body. Paracelsus maintained that each disease must be antagonized by specific medicines, arcana, and that the preparation of these remedies was the aim of chemistry. In inaugurating this method of combating disease, he employed many chemical preparations, among which were sugar of lead, lead acetate, corrosive sublimate, mercuric chloride, copper vitriol, copper sulfate, lapis infernalis, silver nitrate, and many antimony compounds. In addition, he was the first to use oil of vitriol sweetened by spirit of wine, iron saffron, and iron tinctures, and introduced improved methods of preparing various essences and extracts by means of spirit of wine. These additions to the medical treasury instigated apothecaries and physicians to engage in the study of chemistry, for the preparation of new medicines required a certain familiarity with chemical facts, and before the advent of Paracelsus, the apothecary had been a mere herbalist and storekeeper. It may be said, therefore, that pharmacy began here, and that pharmacy as a distinct profession and subject of study was largely found by Paracelsus. There seems no doubt that Paracelsus discovered many facts which became of importance in chemistry. He distinguished metals from substances which had been classed with metals. His criterion of a metal was ductility, and he was therefore led to separate the metals from the half-metals, a foundation for a classification of the metals which lasted for many generations. He obtained the inflammable gas we now call hydrogen by the reaction between iron filings and sulfuric acid, though it could not be said to be a discovery in the sense of preparing and identifying the gas. The work he did upon the preparation and application of various inorganic and organic compounds led to an extension of the knowledge of chemical preparations. The Paracelsists, who arose as a result of the labors of Paracelsus, appear to have been largely mystics, but included also physicians who were adherents to his school, alchemists and charlatans. These disciples engaged in a violent contest with the ones faithful to the doctrines of Galen, and during the 16th century the medical world was in a state of agitation as a result of the controversies and polemical writings which resulted. This contest was decided, if not altogether in favor of Paracelsus, at least in that of the iatrochemists. Many of the disciples of Paracelsus imitated the roughness, the wandering life, and the charlatanism of their master. These men, among whom was Thurnizer, reproduced the ideas of Paracelsus, but were without his mental gifts, and wrought harm by the careless use of poisonous preparations. Such acts induced legal action, and in some places the prescription of poisonous preparations was prohibited. Such was the case in Paris, for example, where the Parliament put a stop to the use of antimonial preparations in medicine. There were such prominent physicians and chemists, however, as Turquet de Mayern, Van Menicht, Kroll, and Andreas Lebau, who belonged to the school of Paracelsus, but regarded his doctrines from a critical standpoint, and attempted to extract only the good they contained. In these endeavors to separate true scientific facts and doctrines from a mysticism and seeming charlatanism marring the works of Paracelsus, 
they enriched both medicine and chemistry Turquet de Mayerne, 1573 to 1655 possessed an excellent knowledge of chemistry for this age and endeavored to introduce the rational application of chemical remedies oswald kroll was the first to recommend the use of volatile salt of amber succinic acid and of sulphate of potash in medicine and adrian van manitsk brought tartar emetic into vogue andreas libau libavius was born at hall and there studied medicine and practiced as a physician he also acted as head of the latin school at rothenburg from fifteen ninety one to sixteen o seven and later became director of the gymnasium at coburg where he died in sixteen sixteen libavius had a wide knowledge of chemistry and made many valuable chemical discoveries from tin he obtained its tetrachloride by distilling it with sublimate and to him belongs the merit of simplifying the method of preparing sulfuric acid and of showing that the acid obtained in many ways from alum sulphate of iron or sulphur and nitric acid covered sulphate of ammonia and investigated the acetates of lead he vigorously combated the defects in the doctrines of paracelsus and did much to indicate the meaningless nature and obscurity of the mystical and sophistic writings of the paracelsists libavius wrote the first textbook on chemistry which put clearly and in order all the most important facts and theories of the science at the date of publication fifteen ninety five this work which was published under the title alchemia e disperis passim optimorum octorum collecta adibisque ration de experientia quanta portuit esse methodo accurata expleta et in integrum corpus redacta was frequently reprinted and was held in high esteem for a long time his other writings appeared under the title opera omnia medico chimica shortly before his death Labavius possessed a thorough general education and a sound judgment, yet he believed in many of the tenets of alchemy. This was mainly due, however, to the predilection of the period in which he lived, and did not prevent Labavius from serving the interests of chemistry to good purpose. It is important to mention that he made efforts to establish large and well-fitted chemical laboratories. Paracelsus and his followers had turned chemistry into new lines, and the finest talent was enlisted in the ranks of the iatrochemists, or medico-chemists, to whose work Paracelsus had given such impetus. The most distinguished of these iatrochemists was Johann Baptiste van Helmont, a celebrated physician born at Brussels in 1577. At an unusually early age, van Helmont applied himself to the study of philosophy and theology, and to quote from an autobiographical fragment, which he left, Brandt, in 1594, being then seventeen years of age, I finished my courses of philosophy, but upon seeing none admitted to the examinations at Louvain, who were not in a gown and hood, as though the garment made the man, I was struck with the mockery of taking degrees in arts i therefore thought it more profitable seriously and conscientiously to examine myself and then i perceived that i really knew nothing or at least nothing that was worth knowing i had in fact merely to talk and to wrangle 
and therefore refused the title of master of arts finding that nothing was sound nothing true and unwilling to be declared master of the seven arts when my conscience told me i knew not one the jesuits who taught philosophy at louvain expounded to me the disquisitions and secrets of magic but these were empty and unprofitable conceits and instead of grain i reaped stubble in moral philosophy when i expected to grasp the quintessence of truth the empty and swollen bubble snapped in my hands i then turned my thoughts to medicine and having seriously read galen and hippocrates noted all that seemed certain and incontrovertible but was dismayed upon revising my notes when i found that the pains i had bestowed in the years i had spent were altogether fruitless but i learned at least the emptiness of books and formal discourses and promises of the schools i went abroad and there i found the same sluggishness in study the same blind obedience to the doctrines of their forefathers the same deep-rooted ignorance he therefore concluded that medical knowledge was not to be obtained from the writings of men or from human industry about this time he learned from a chemist the practical operations of the chemical art and devoted himself with great zeal and perseverance to this pursuit in hopes of finding in a chemical laboratory that knowledge which he had in vain sought for from books the medical skill which he by this means acquired he employed in the service of the poor and in addition he enriched chemistry by a great number of valuable observations he died in brussels in sixteen forty four van helmont possessed ready talents read much and by the aid of experiment improved both chemistry and medicine but his vanity led him into empirical pretensions and he had an intense inclination toward the supernatural the result of his mystical studies and application to theology especially to the pious writings of thomas Acampus and jean tauler thus did he who possessed powers of observation and perception unapproached before his time by any other observer give expression to fantastic views upon the elements and vigorously defend the transmutation of the base metals into gold he thought that wisdom is to be obtained only by humility and prayer and believed that he had once seen his soul as a bright shining crystal he was convinced that dirty linen packed in a vessel with flour would in time produce mice and that a toad's bones applied to an offending part was a certain anodyne he boasted that he possessed a fluid the alkahest which was capable of penetrating into bodies producing an entire separation and transmutation of their component parts no one not even his son saw this wonderful fluid and its possession was a secret van helmont cautiously guarded van helmont looked upon water as the chief constituent of all matter and brought forward many arguments in support of his theory from the animal and vegetable world that water was present in organic bodies he concluded from the fact of invariably procuring it as a product of their combustion he believed that he contributed a strong proof of this by the following experiment he took an earthen vessel of large dimensions and filled it with two hundred pounds of dry earth in which he planted a willow weighing five pounds this was then duly watered with rain and distilled water for five years at the end of which time he pulled up the willow and found that it weighed one hundred and sixty nine pounds 
and three ounces moreover the earth had decreased two ounces in weight he therefore concluded that one hundred and sixty-four pounds of root leaves etc had been produced from water alone and that it was the only nutriment of plants fish he asserted live on water and nevertheless they contain all the peculiar animal substances the latter are therefore produced from water basing his belief on such imaginary proofs as these van helmont was convinced of the transformation of water into earthy matter with respect to his views concerning the four aristotelian elements he denied altogether that fire could be of a material nature but it is uncertain whether he regarded air as an element or not his conception of the elements also differed from those of basil valentine and paracelsus for mercury sulphur and salt were not to be detected in the human body until the time of van helmont little was known concerning gases pliny had spoken of spiritus which possessed properties differing from those of ordinary air and of terrestrial emanations some of which were combustible others unendurable but even basil valentine looked upon all such as common airs with differing impurities paracelsus had observed the evolution of gas when sulphuric acid is poured on iron but this had appealed to him only as a mere expulsion of air van helmont however changed the whole aspect of the question and proved himself an investigator of the first rank when he opened out a new field for chemistry by his researches on gases in his writing the word gas occurs for the first time a word he probably derived from the german gotcht the foam which appears during the process of fermentation and by this generic name he classed all such emanations as could not be brought into the liquid state for example the gas now known as hydrogen carbonic acid and sulfurous acid were distinguished by van helmont from vapors insofar that the latter were condensed to liquids upon cooling while the former were not the views of van helmont on the composition of substances were also far in advance of any of his predecessors and he recognized much more clearly than his contemporaries the unalterability of matter in many instances van helmont further showed that the same substance continued to exist in many of its compounds as for example silver in its salts and demonstrated by quantitative experiment that if one body combines with another and is then precipitated the weight so obtained is equal to that originally taken for example he found that silica when fused to a glass with potash and again precipitated by the addition of an acid lost nothing in weight he had therefore clearly grasped the fundamental idea of the theory of the conservatism of matter in certain cases whenever he came to consider physiological and pathological phenomena van helmont accepted the doctrines of paracelsus only in part as before mentioned he considered that the presence of mercury sulphur and salt in the human body was unproven and held that the acid of the gastric juice brought about digestion but that this produced illnesses if present in excess as it could not then be neutralized by the alkali present in the bile as under normal conditions when the mixture took place in the duodenum he therefore declared that diseases resulting from such incomplete neutralization 
should be treated by the prescription of alkalis or acids according to their nature these views show a distinct advance upon those of paracelsus as van helmont endeavored to decide theoretical questions by the aid of experiments with juices and other secretions of the body thereby laying the first foundation of chemical physiology the footsteps of this iatro chemist were closely followed by his son francis helmont whose paradoxical dissertations are a mass of medical and theological paradoxes scarcely to be paralleled in the history of literature he did a service however by publishing the collective works of his father in sixteen forty eight these works which appeared under the title ordus medicinae vel opera et opuscula omnia were translated into german english and french and passed through three latin editions in germany and the netherlands various other physicians well equipped with chemical and medical knowledge were also active in combating many evils and endeavored to separate true scientific doctrines from mysticism among these were daniel sennert and angelus Allah. sennert who was born at brisla in 1572 was educated at wittenberg where he became professor of medicine and died in 1637 he wrote hipponuma physica in which he contradicts many of the aristotelian principles and although he was unable to disentangle himself from many of the false conceptions of the paracelsists he did much to reconcile the adherence of the hippocratic school to the new medicine indicating the efficacy of chemical remedies when properly used and pointing out that the new medicine did not ignore the facts learned empirically under the old system but attempted to interpret them correctly Salat was born Vicenza in fifteen seventy six and died in sixteen thirty seven. He had a wide knowledge of chemistry for the period in which he lived and formed correct ideas with regard to the composition and deportment of many chemical compounds. For example, he states that salmiac is composed of carbonate of ammonia and hydrochloric acid, and that the nitric acid may be expelled from its salts by means of oil of vitriol the works on chemistry by salah are as follows saccharologia sixteen thirty seven hydriologia sixteen thirty nine and opera medico chimica sixteen forty seven and sixteen ninety three other influential men of this time were francois de la beau silvius otto tacanius and thomas willis Silvius was born at Hanau in 1614, but his life was mainly spent in Holland. In learning and culture, he far surpassed most of his contemporaries, and he ably filled the chair of medicine in Leiden until his death in 1672. Silvius directed all his efforts to showing that the physiological and pathological processes occurring in the human body were purely of a chemical nature and his views were in the main those of van helmont with the spiritualistic element omitted he did not hesitate to prescribe preparations of antimony and mercury nitrate of silver mercuric chloride and zinc vitriol for internal use in medicine his opera omnia were published in paris in sixteen seventy one otto tachinius a devoted pupil and follower of Silvius, was born at Hereford in Westphalia 
and practiced as a physician at venice in the middle of the seventeenth century he was the last iatro chemist of importance who adhered to the doctrines of sylvius and was an investigator of note he made some valuable contributions to the knowledge of the composition of chemical substances originating the first pointed definition of the term salt as a compound of an acid and an alkali and studying the proportions by weight in which substances react chemically one of his important observations is that in which he noted the increase in weight which takes place when lead is transformed into its oxide among the writings of Ticinius, the following two english translations are best known clavis to the ancient hippocratical physic of medicine made by manual experience in the very fountains of nature whereby through fire and water in a method unheard of before the occult mysteries of nature and art are unlocked and clearly explained by a compendious way of operation sixteen seventy seven and hippocrates chemicus sixteen seventy seven in sixteen fifty nine appeared the diatribe de fermentation of the english chemist willis who held that fermentation was a decomposition brought about by communication of a vibratory motion to the particles of must and the resulting separation of their loosely combined components this theory was developed by stahl forty years later end of section five recording by lawrence trask mount vernon ohio interface audio dot com